Welcome to the Clear River View podcast, the only podcast dedicated to the river cruise sector. My name's Andy Harmer and I'm the Managing Director of Clear UK and Ireland. And this episode, I'm delighted to be chatting to Steve Goodenough. He is the Managing Director at Arena Travel. And we spoke to Steve about Arena Travel, but also about restart and resumption. Take a listen. So, Steve, thank you very much for giving up your time and chatting to us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey into the travel industry? Okay, Andy, thanks. Um, well, uh, I don't know how long you've got, but um, <laughs> you know, I'm a, a seasoned uh, yeah, a travel person from more from the escorted travel um, okay. sort of area. Started my career at Shearings, um, then had a fairly long spell at Travel Sphere as well. So. Um, I mean, both of those operators, um, as well as being, you know, broad um, uh, escorted tour operators, um, you know, featured cruising both um, both river and ocean. So, you know, been been involved in in uh, you know in a very broad range, yeah. um, and then um, sort of in in about 2010, um, I joined the River Cruise Line, right. um, where we operated uh, amongst some some other niche areas we, we had three uh, river cruise ships in Europe so um, that was when I really sort of started um, you know specializing um, and getting uh, getting uh, yeah more involved um, hands-on in in the river cruise business um, and then uh, I joined arena uh, travel in in 2016 um, and actually uh, by a uh, a twist of fate we actually then acquired the river cruise line um, about a year later Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, so so really um, the last 12 years or so uh, been very much involved in in river cruising. And, and is there a natural kind of link between escorted touring and river cruising? Uh, yes, indeed. Um, I mean, I always say, actually, we've, we've been having this debate for years about yeah. the crossover from from ocean to, um, you know, to river. And, and, you know, that is happening more. Um, you know, over over recent years, but I always think the biggest um, uh, the biggest crossover is from the escorted tours market because I do think the you know the the idea of um, you know a progressive tour um, you know by coach um, often um, or sometimes by rail um, is um, you know is very similar um, and it's a natural progression I think from people to move to move from escorted holidays onto onto a river cruise and. And actually, yeah, again, the, the other thing I always say is, you know, if you're doing a tour of the of the Rhine Valley and you're staying in hotels and traveling on a coach, um, you know, which, which would you rather do? See that see the scenery, you know, from the middle of the river um, or from the banks? And yeah, and I think, you know, people now are appreciating that, that river cruising is a you know, fantastic way to relax and, and see that see the scenery and, you know, yeah. travel from from point to point. Um, and so arena travel, is that also a combination of escorted tours and river cruise? Yes. Yeah, we've got um, we've got three divisions. Um, we've got a um, we've got a cultural tours um, sort of collection of brands, which is sort of more upmarket um, art history um, and garden tours. Oh, wow. um, we've got a um, what we call our special interest um, uh, division, which um, features our for example, bridge holidays, craft holidays, um, some remembrance um, travel that we that we do, and then we've got our slightly more mainstream, which is our river and rail program. Um, so yeah, so it's quite a broad 
uh, quite a broad mix, but all very much experiential, you know, adding value. Um, yeah, to, you know, to, to, we're not, we're not just putting hotels and, um, uh, uh, and uh, flights or, or, you know, or, or cruises and flights together, very much about adding value. And, and your river cruise program specifically, uh, is that European focused only or do you other offer other destinations? Yeah, um, well, predominantly um, is is in Europe. Um, Pre-COVID, um, we, we did operate um, a couple of groups on the Mekong and we were looking to, to, to go elsewhere. Um, a, a previous um, company I worked for, we, we operated on the Nile. So, you know, one day that... Uh, I think he's a sleeping giant that's ready to return. Um, and for many has been, you know, their first experience of a river cruise, I think, um, on the Nile. And your, your customer base, uh, what, what do they look for from uh, Arena River Cruises? Is it, um, you know, tell us a bit about the, the onboard product and a, and a bit about the river cruise product specifically. Yeah, well, we um, our, our sort of position is um, we we uh, look for a you know a good four star experience. We're not by any means going for for the luxury end, the five stars or even four star deluxe. So we, we like to think we we've created um, a, an accessible product, right? Um, and as I say, a good four star. Um, we were due to launch um, our new ship, which um, we contracted um, on a a four-year basis um, uh, in um, April uh, 2020 right. so um, we ended up um, for obvious reasons uh, postponing that launch for, for two years so we just launched on the 1st of April um, and yeah um, had, a, had a refit uh, very much branded renamed um, so yeah changed the name to the MS Arena um, fully under our um, you know, under our management and control. So uh, very much orientated around the British market, um, put our own, um, you know, uh, cruise directors, cruise, uh, cruise managers, um, entertainment, etc. on board, um, you know, choose the menus, choose, choose what's stocked in the bar, you know, etc. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're very pleased with, with how that's, um, you know how that's turned out and yeah we've had some some really good um good feedback in in april um some very good sales actually good and, and congratulations on, on taking delivery of the new ship um thank you your your demographic do they therefore tend to be or do you tend to see more of that new to river cruise market than some other operators might uh yeah definitely um we yeah i think we're, we're pulling in people from across our um, you know, across our full database, um, as well as, um, you know, as well as from our sort of regulars who've been cruising with us, you know, for many years. Mm. Um, one of the things we also do is um, we we also have a B2B element to, you know, to, to our business. So, for example, we work very closely with Ledger Shearings um, and lots of other um, coach operators uh, around the UK who um, you know take allocations take space on our on our ship hmm. so um, you know naturally those people are are coming probably more from the escorted um, escorted tour market and, and what do they what do they tell you what 
is there a reason that they have switched to river cruise or do you think it's them dipping their toe in the water and trying it for the first time or do you think you know what what's the feedback you tend to get i think um you know certainly our position in the market is as i said i think we're making it a bit more accessible and you know i think historically there there's been you know a lot of a lot of promotion and and lots of um you know the perception has been that it's a very luxurious and an expensive product right um and i think you know with us for just over a thousand pounds you can you know you can cruise for a week um, either Ryan or danube um so yeah it's 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 more accessible and i think you know the promotion that have been, that has been done um, in the marketplace by you know the likes of uh, of clear but also other other cruise lines yeah um you know has has generally um created you know much better awareness um of river cruising and i think once you actually understand what it involves is actually well, why wouldn't you yeah, uh, yeah. you know it, it is a great choice of holiday and i say this to a lot of people a lot of the time but it really is a an incredible way to see central europe particularly but parts of europe and indeed you know worldwide that you wouldn't ordinarily go to so how how, how important is your itinerary planning and and deciding where you know which ships to operate on what rivers um well for us you know being a you know a small operator yeah. with with one ship that we have yeah. uh, permanently but also we have another ship which is more of a three and a half star um yeah. ship um, that is much smaller and not uh, not for the full season. Um, but you know, for us, um, we we try and do a bit of everything. So we start in the, in Holland for the Dutch, um, you know, on the Dutch waterways for the Boldfields, Kirkenhof, etc. And for this year, it's been um, Floriard, the uh, horticultural yes, yeah. exhibition that only happens every ten years. So um so you know that that's been good through through april um and then um we move then on to the rhine um and uh, spend five or six weeks on, on the rhine and then we we make the transition through the mine danube canal down to the uh, down to the danube yeah um, and then we spend the, the the second part of the of the season on the danube um mainly uh, a seven night itinerary um which is um uh, Passau to Passau, taking in Vienna um, and Budapest with overnight stops in both of those destinations. So, you know, two, two iconic uh, yeah, destinations. Um, and then we have a couple um, which we're still um, keeping an eye on at the moment, but we do have a couple of sailings that are 14 nights that go all the way down to the Black Sea. Okay. Um, and whilst we've got some um, very good bookings um clearly there's some hesitation um you know and keeping a close eye on on yeah. operation that um i think our first one is the 28th of august so hopefully um things may have settled down and be resolved yeah. by that so, one to watch um, one to watch out for but yeah. um yeah so you know with one ship actually we we've got a pretty varied um program yeah um, covering most of the waterways we do work with some other partners such as quasi um in, in france and and spain um and then we work with some other um coastal river cruising because that's uh, sorry coastal cruising uh you know around croatia etc et oh beautiful um, oh. so yeah so a bit of choice there and and 
presumably that choice for customers is one of the reasons why we've seen that growth in river cruising. So what other changes have you seen? You've been in this industry a while now. So, so has the has the market changed? Um, yeah, I mean, one of the things that we've we've noticed and we've started doing over the last, um, you know, well, couple of years pre-COVID um, is we're finding that, you know, to get get some standout, you know, uh, you know the celebrity, you know, uh, um, sort of cruises um, uh, and and for us, our special interest cruises as well. So, you know, adding an element that's some, something different, um, you know, this year we've got um, we, we've uh, had a, a cruise with Charlie Dimicon, um, you know, in, in, in Holland, uh, also Adam Frost. Uh, very well known. We've got Oz Clark on on board oh, later really? this year, and uh, and Paul Martin, who's a TV antiques uh, expert, uh, on later in the autumn. So you know, doing things like that. Um, plus, actually, this Sunday we've got a we've got a bridge cruise uh, going out um, that is exclusively for bridge players. Oh. Um, so the full ship um, is is full of bridge players. Um, we've already had also about three crafting groups on board so those tend to be um smaller groups sort of 15 to 20 people accompanied by an expert and you know they're doing some, some something along the lines of you know um stitching knitting etc um which you know from um from our uh, one of our other brands in the business you know it's quite a nice crossover to yeah. get to get these special interest um groups on board and one of one of the innovative things we've done is we've we've created a little area at the at the front of the restaurant that can be cordoned off, um, so that you know it can seat twenty to twenty four people, um, sort of outside of uh, of meal times. They can dine together, but then we can cordon it off, and they can use that for their their sort of special interest area. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that that's what we've got to do: be a bit more creative. We're also looking at some walking itineraries um, for 2023, and and some cycling as well. Getting getting a small number of um, of bikes on board um, as as well, so that you know you can appeal to slightly more adventurous and and um, potentially a younger um, fitter audience. So, so from a, from a travel agent perspective. Uh, it's worth looking at some of these cruises because I guess there's a lot of interest in not just wellness, but also, as you say, things like crafting and bridge and and, and yep. gardening and all of those kinds of things. And that could be a good way in to suggest a river cruise to a customer who's never cruised before. Yeah, I mean, and particularly I always say to agents, you know, every town's got a bridge club, um, yeah. you know, really uh, just to, to make, you know, to, to make contact with them and that they may well know you know, members, um, and actually they tend to travel in small groups as well. You know, people yeah. play bridge in fours. Um, so it may well be, you know, you can get a booking for four, eight, 12 um, people on, whether it be a bridge cruise or a bridge, you know, a bridge holiday. Yeah. Uh, and the other, the other thing I'd say with us for, for agents, what we're noticing more is that we've, we've sort of reverted to selling a lot more, which is just cruise only. Okay. Um, so a lot, lot more flexible um, arrangements. Either, either we can, um, you know, add, uh, you know, regional flights, um, ad, you know, extended stays in resorts, right. etc. Um, or you know, some of some of the larger agents, particularly, you know, quite like to dynamically package. Sure. Um, but we we have 
I mean, one of our unique um, points is that we do operate coaches out to, to our um, cruises, as well as offering flights and rail. Um, so, you know, coaches via Dover, oh, people okay. join, yeah. at, join at Dover, a um, bit like joining an ocean cruise from the UK. Um, and then, you know, um, obviously for Holland, it, it's not so far. Um, yeah. Once you start getting onto the Danube, it does involve an overnight stay. Yeah. But, you know, there are a lot of people who, um, you know, don't like flying. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, obviously, there are still some uncertainties around this year, but how is 2023 looking? And, and presumably you have optimism for the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, yeah, it's not a it's not a question of if, it's, it, it's just when. And um, yeah. I think we've all been, um, you know, started the year thinking that, um, you know, it, things would pick up uh, after COVID. And then obviously we've been hit for, by, by a few other things that are going to delay it. So as you say, um, fortunately, fortunately for us, 2022 is looking good because we managed to retain uh, a lot of people, you know, from, uh, from um, 2020 and then 2021. Um, so, you know, we've still got some availability and some, you know, four or five sailings where we are looking to, uh, you know, to, to, to really push um but yeah i think 2023 is going to be um uh, fantastic um as long as um nothing else gets, gets thrown <laughs> i mean we're used to you know we're used to dealing with with, with these problems in in the travel business yes. but usually it's um it's regional for a short period of time you know yeah. none of us yeah. have ever experienced anything like this with a you know a global pandemic that has um you know literally closed our business down for for two yeah. years yeah absolutely but, um, you, you you wonder whether there's anything else that they can throw at us but we'll we'll wait and see and maybe i shouldn't even say that but um no we shouldn't <laughs> from an from a an arena perspective are you tempted uh to increase the number of ships you have operating or is it a wait and see um, I, I think um, eventually, I, I think it would be great to have um, a, another ship, and perhaps, um, uh, but but maybe that's two or three years down down the line. And and what are you looking forward to? Are you are you travelling on a river this summer? Are you getting out there and seeing, uh, going to some of the places that we haven't been able to travel to for the last couple of years? Yeah, well, I've—I mean, I have actually been been travelling quite a bit because uh, I've been actually out uh, out to Holland probably three right. times already, um, just to you know make sure both both pre sailing and then a couple of times uh, whilst we were sailing in in April. Um, I should be personally, yeah, out on board the ship uh, during during the season, but between myself and um, two or three of our senior. Uh, colleagues yeah. we we've actually visited pretty much every group oh, that we've had out since um um since about last june Fantastic. so i mean one of one of the things we were very uh, you know thankful for is that we managed to develop quite a big uk program so you know we we, we actually um generated over 100 um groups uh, in the uk last uh, last year so my knowledge of you know traveling from everywhere from dartmouth to to Skipton and Yorkshire and the Lake District, etc., and Norfolk. So, um, doing a lot more of that. But I, I look forward to getting overseas. Actually, yeah, uh, a lot more. Yeah, it's nice to be travelling again, isn't it? It's nice to to, to be back out there. Um, well, look, we wish you well for for the rest of the year and for twenty twenty three. And again, thank you for taking time to talk. Thank you.
Thank you very much, Andy. Good to talk to you as well. And that's about all we have time for for this podcast, but you can find our whole back catalogue of podcasts using SoundCloud or via our website at cruising.org. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. <laughs>